Welcome to the 49th episode of the Toledo Matters Podcast. We are back. We had a short hiatus. We do apologize. Uh, we've been super busy. Uh, I was traveling in Ireland. Danny was traveling abroad all over the place. We went all through Europe. Yeah, which was cool. And uh, Bob yeah. has been through the... I've been moving. Yeah. Houses, which That's is a, the fun one. With a, with, yeah. a, with a family as a process, for sure. Yeah, and doing floors and painting walls. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us. Yes, we do appreciate you guys still um, keeping us subscribed. We're back with a banger, chef banger. Uh, <laughs> we got CJ and PK from Balanced Grill coming in to talk about all their locations, the Balanced Farm coming in, their move to Cleveland. They have a whole thing, man. The, it's pretty the amazing. menu, yeah. their favorite spots to eat in town. So this was a this was a good one. I'm real hungry. Very hungry. Awesome. We talked about food the whole time, and then the hidden gems were lots food, of food. Our food yeah. and a park. <laughs> so yeah, we talked about some business stuff that I thought. Well, was yeah, and they, their yeah. their story is very cool, and they're they were they're super fun to talk to, and as chill as they are to hang out with, they're very serious when it comes to like their business strategy. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing to listen to how they go about. You doing could hear things. PK's demeanor change as soon as yeah. you asked well how do you make your decisions and he's like well he's like well hold on a second i'm gonna throw some words at you you might understand but boom and just kind of lay it on you so it was very very cool um so uh without further ado pk and cj of balance grill Today with us, we have CJ and PK from Balance Grill. So welcome, guys. Thank you for coming to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having us on. And Our pleasure. Uh, you know, you guys just opened a, a Balance downtown, and I've been going too frequently. So Thank you so much. You're the reason the lunch line's so long. <laughs> well, no, because I do the online app, so I don't. I, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Pro tip. You go. Racking those rewards points. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but um, <laughs> anyway, we were probably getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, so... Um, are you guys from the area? Are you guys from elsewhere? How'd you get to Toledo? You, let's start there. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, so I was born in Korea, but I came to the States in, uh, when I was about seven. So mm -hmm. landed in Bowling Green, Ohio. So yeah, I'm a townie, you could say. <laughs> Definitely a 419, you know? We, so, we include Bowling Green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all the way up to high school. And then um, I went to BGSU for two years. And then I transferred actually to UT. And ever since then, I've been living around the actual area. What, what did you there. study when you were in school? So my first major in BGSU was apparel merchandising, product development, textile industry, so into fashion and textiles. Like so, these cool hats we're wearing? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as you can see, I, I guess I'm more of the, uh, the visuals guy. So I was really into fashion and, and, you know, I really wanted to get into a textile industry. But then I realized, like, you know, a lot of the things that I didn't really enjoy doing. And um, so I changed my major to... Uh, focused on more of the, uh, you know, just health and kinesiology and, and um, personal training. Hmm. Did that for a while. And then I just felt like uh, I was wasting too much time in college. You know, five years went by and then almost six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My advisor told me, I asked her, I was like, hey, what do I need to do? Just graduate as soon as possible. And she said, well, you need to just graduate as fine arts and uh, focus on a, a focal point. So I said, okay, well, I like business, you know, so... I took on more um, entrepreneurship classes, marketing classes, and then just focus on that. And then I just graduated with that. So, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. That's worked out, right? Worked out <laughs> enough. Yeah. How, how about you, PK? Are you from the area? Or? Uh, yeah, I was born in Houston. Uh, my dad moved to the Toledo area uh, with my family in 87. So we've been here for a long time. Yeah. I've been uh, K through 12, Sylvania. My dad worked for SSOE for like 25 years. 
Yeah. So how did you guys get into food? Like what, what brought you into the <laughs> restaurant industry? Like, well, I mean, we're, we're both big foodies. Obviously. Sure. Yeah, Who doesn't yeah. like food, but, um, my parents actually own a restaurant in Bowling Green. Um, so which one? I've, it's called the China. So they've been around since 1992 okay. and, um, you know, well over 25 years. But, uh, so I, you know, family business, you know, it, I always got involved in it, even if I didn't want to, obviously. Yeah. So since I was like 14, 15 years old, I got stuck around the kitchen, just kind of learning, you know, as you know, she prepped everything out from, you know, cutting veggies to cooking, to sauces, to anything like that. So I kind of got forced into it, but then I started to realize as I got older, I really enjoyed doing it. And um, my mom told me that I have a pretty refined palate and she thought that, you know, I would do well in that kind of a business area. So, um, you know, 2000, was it 2008, 2009, um, after we graduated, I wanted to do something that's, you know, open up a restaurant that's something more, you know, health conscious yeah. in a way and something that, you know, something more of a, along the fast casual line. And I think that's when like Chipotle was blowing up. And, um, you know, I, I just felt like there was a stigma for Asian cuisine. It's either like Chinese buffets or sushi, you know, something really expensive or something really cheap and just really low in quality. So I wanted to kind of kind of go against that and introduce something new to this area. And then for, uh, PK and I were actually going to UT at the same time. Uh, we, you know, kind of met up uh, through his now wife, Navi, actually. So mm -hmm. Navi was kind of like the the matchmaker in a way, per se. <laughs> um, I was really good friends with her, worked together, and um, I, I was doing a co-op for my old major and then became really good friends with her. She's like a sister to me now. And um, she was like telling me, hey, you should meet my boyfriend. And I was like, who the hell is this? You know? And <laughs> yeah, she was I'd love uh, to. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was very protective over her. Like she was yeah. like a sister to me, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And um I, I told her I was like, hey, I want to open up my own business and this and that. But I needed someone that that's really good with like, you know, websites and building websites and things like that. So that's how we kind of started off way in the beginning. Met up with PK. Thought he was an interesting kid in the beginning. A little out there, you know, but you know, I, I consider him as like a, a crazy genius in a way. He like he he just learns one thing and he just knows how to do it. Um, we really got really took off, and he kind of like understood my idea. So it just you know one thing developed into another, and you know we're just like oh let's let's be partners and yeah blow it up. So so PK, you had a web background before you yeah I did um I did a variety of tech from I think that like I was like fourteen. A long time. Yeah. So. Is that what you studied when you were at, at UT? No, I was originally pre-med, like every good little Indian kid. <laughs> and <laughs> Asian. I was yeah. pre-med too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my parents didn't like, they didn't have like a huge uh, set of choices for what my life was going to turn out <laughs> are, like. Are, so. they, are they in the medical field as well? No, that's what's funny about wow. it. <laughs> they're not. Huh. I mean, and my mom's a CPA and my dad's an engineer. Okay. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're professionals. They're the other two jobs that you can do, uh, that are acceptable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually what I did. So I, I passed my MCAT and I went back and I talked to my parents and I was like, look, this just, it's just not for me. Like, I don't like it. I have zero interest in this. I'm not passionate about it. And so my mom being a CPA, she was like, get a finance degree and then get out and do your thing. Cause I was doing the tech thing for a long time. I paid my way through college doing that. And, um. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your first restaurant like for folks who didn't go? I mean, how has it changed from that to what it is now? Oh, the restaurants have yeah. changed a lot. Yeah. So much. So I, I, for folks you mean who... from the first balance? Yeah, the first balance. Like, what what, what was that like? I definitely went there a lot. I used to go, I used to work in Mami, so I used to go to the original one all the time. 
Yeah. So the first one for us was getting a business out there. So like, uh, like CJ was saying, he had this concept, this idea of how to make really good Asian food. And uh, I initially came in really to write like the marketing part of it. And then uh, through doing tech, I had a lot of construction contract contacts and stuff like that. So I kind of knew how the processes worked. So I kind of ran it all the way through construction side of things until it was all built up and the brand inside was executed. And um, I mean, the, the location, it was the best we could have done. I mean, we were like 24 when we built it. So it wasn't yeah. exactly like, I mean, it's not like a Taj Mahal, but it's not bad. It's still standing, we still operate there, um, still run the menu out of there. We changed the whole kitchen around in 2014 or 15. I think 15. We redid the, 15. 15, we did the whole kitchen again. Um, so. I, I can remember you guys had a hot teas originally, and there was yeah, the, the dragon. It was like a dragon flower tea or something. Yeah, it, it yeah, we've done up. it all. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. like permanent teapots too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we had awesome. actual dishware for a while. Mm -hmm. you remember that? Oh yeah, we even yeah. served food Ooh. in like permanent dishes. We even had yeah. tried serving. You know, had servers. Yeah, right. we tried while. it all. Yeah. So like the Jeez. first store for us was saying, okay, this is like the ambiance, the effect, the feeling that we want to get out there. We started with a menu that was really rough and then worked through and refined the menu until it was what, was on what we wanted. Yeah, to you serve. guys didn't even have the tacos back then. No, right? we didn't what? have tacos. No taco? Yeah, we didn't. We put our Did first tacos the bang, on the menu bang sauce? in 12. Bang, no, bang, no sauce. Thing. bang Bang Sauce came around like 14. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did when burgers. When we started, yeah, we've we tried did, burgers, we tried pasta, did a bunch of noodle soups. dishes. Mm -hmm. had we had a soup section. We had a salad section. We had, we had dessert for a little bit. Um, we had two different bowl sizes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. that. The uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so I, how has your process been to change the menu over time? Has it just been, oh, I, I have a new idea, I want to see if it's popular, or so? It's like, how's what that we process do, go for you guys? How it works is we use data for everything. So yeah. anything operational that you come back to, the answer is always going to be we use data for it. So we track customer preferences and what sales are for individual items, and we trend them. And if we see anything trending down, CJ's like, okay, I'm going to swap this up. I'm going to try something different. And we tag every menu item with what we think are the five major customer taste preferences. And so if you really broke down our menu, you could, you could see which items all correlate with each other based on individual taste preferences. So these so, meetings are kind of intense. I got to sit in on one, <laughs> a, a lot of spreadsheets and graphs. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot so, of visuals. So totally. if I always get the bang bang tacos, what are my taste yes, preferences? That's one of my favorites. So you're, you are spicy and garlic. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. It's so simple too. You know, yeah. Yeah. It just brings it all together. And then at some point you, you, you added the, the bubble tea, right? Yeah. What was, the, what was the rationale there? Why did you want to do that? So we did bubble tea at first. I used to go up to go see my brother when he went to the University of Michigan, who actually did turn out to be a doctor. So my parents <laughs> oh, got yeah. one. Um, but, crazy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So um, he, uh, he was into bubble tea. We used to get bubble tea at Ann Arbor all the time. And uh, we worked on it. So my brother has done like a ton of the recipes for bubble tea, super into it. Um, we've worked on it. Justin on our team has worked on some stuff. Um, my my, my really almost six-year-old son has a request on the bubble tea front. Yeah, do it. Uh, a, a decaf tea so that he can actually have it. Oh, I didn't <laughs> realize they were caffed. 
uh, there are just natural. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get why you don't, but like, yeah. it's really gross how I. Maybe we should put this on the podcast, but how I <laughs> suck up the bubbles, spit them in my hand, and give them to him. And he oh my god, <laughs> dude, we'll we'll just make your food without the teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what I should uh, do. Uh, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to mother bird it into your kid's mouth. Oh my god, <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do oh, um man. kids oh my goodness there's a thousand other things so, to do what's yeah. the history of the bubble tea because i had never seen it until i saw it at balance um, yeah and, and is that something do you guys make the bubbles no. or is no. that like no, a... no, no, no no so bubble tea has been around since like 80 yeah, like late early 80s, 80s. Early, yeah. Yeah. early late 80s, 80s. Yeah. it's been around for a long time as long as we've been around our mm-hmm. our generation so it came sure. over from taiwan it used to be like pretty nasty you know i mean bubble tea is not particularly if you get it other places you know it's made either with like condensed milk or powdered Mm -hmm. creamer and you know the tapiocas they use these um like the tapiocas we use if you get like the actual chewy bubbles we cook them the process is an hour and 45 minutes to cook it Uh, oh and then and then it's only good for an hour so what? we are constantly cooking bubble. Wow, I had no idea. Had, yeah, yeah, but so, so a lot of other bubble tea shops will not do that, and so they use these things called like five minute pearls or quick pearls instant. that are um, they have like plasticizers and stuff in so it. So it makes it, it doesn't have quite the like uh, freshness that it does when you cook them. Yeah, yeah, that's for the tapioca, and then the popping uh, bubbles. We worked with this company who basically puts fruit juice instead of seaweed, so that's okay. what those are. Heavily yeah. prefer those ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think I your market probably shows that those are more popular. I would, I would think. <laughs> yeah, we do seventy percent of our sales are the iced teas. And we're yeah. just rolling out a new menu here pretty soon. That's not going to have tea in it at all, but it's not going to be good for your kids. It's cold <sighs> brew. It's built, uh, built on cold brew instead of on tea. So cold nice. brew coffee. Yeah, I'm. You heard like, it here first. I'm going to like that. I'll tell you that. But yeah, yeah. Kids can't have that. We just got an exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the bubbles are healthy, right? For the most part, other than some sugar or whatever. It's just fruit juice and yeah. seaweed. Yeah, cool. And when you guys go out to eat, what, what do you guys like to go eat? When you're not in your restaurant, like what what when when you're in a new town, you're like everywhere. I, I, have, to, I have to look up. <laughs> We're the not best picky. X restaurant in this town. We're really not picky. I yeah. mean, especially me. I mean, did I eat? I eat anything. Honestly, I'm I'm not too proud of it, but somewhat <laughs> proud of it. You know, yeah. I could eat. You know, and um, when when I'm like you know getting off work late and there's not too many options, you know, in this area, I. I mean, I'll admit it, man. I, I eat some fast food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, man. And I eat pizzas all the time. And, you know, oh, and yeah. when I when I go, I go hard. So <laughs> even at a fast food joint, I easily spend 15 to 20 bucks by myself. And oh, so my gross. goodness. It's you so know, gross. Not, not trying to be cocky here, but that's what I do. You know, I get it done. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I love... I love Asian food, you know. I love Thai. I love um, Japanese, Korean. But yeah. I also love like pastas and just steak and potatoes, kinda, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I eat a little bit of everything. If I we go to a large favorite. city, like what you were saying, yeah, we'll sure. always go to their Chinatown and get, you know, Asian food. Mm-hmm. Dim sum, um, you know, the, the classics. Sure. The yeah. If not, we'll hit it on Yelp and then do a search <laughs> by what's most reviewed, not by the rating, but yep, just all the reviews. Yeah, it is a secret. We do and, our research uh, for sure. Yeah. And go check it out. But we do a lot of traveling just to eat. Does that uh, 
help you sort of craft your recipes as you as you continue forward? It's, like other stuff that you eat? It's you more of an inspiration, yeah. definitely. And um, you know what's in and you know what's hip. And, sure. you know, I, and we, and we live in the Midwest, you know, um, Northwest <laughs> Ohio. And um, I mean, I love it here, but we, we're not obviously... We're not ahead of the game when yeah, it comes it's to it's not cuisine. a cultural mecca. Right, it's not like we're in Chicago or <laughs> you New mean York chicken City chunks aren't or you know <laughs> SoCal. <laughs> right. Wait, so. the Doritos Loco Chacos not hip. Wait. Nah, yeah, you know <laughs> the I Cool guess, Ranch one. I mean, though. it's it's good. I'm not gonna lie, but you know that's that doesn't fit our concept, obviously. But um, yeah, I always get inspired by what other restaurants and other you know really nice places are doing, and you know that that's that's a start of what i want to make and then you know you just know we we run our data um you know we look we read uh, magazines and you know we sign up for a lot of magazines and things like that too and so we get inspired by certain things and um i kind of work around that and see what we can craft favorite favorite food magazine from everywhere um i mean what? we like fastcasual.com yeah 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 did, did you ever see uh, lucky peach Lucky Peach. You know, Lucky, David Chang, the Momofuku guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he it's it. They stopped the run, but you could still find the old. Oh really? Ones. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. his shows on Netflix too. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the magazine was. Yeah, really he does cool. a great job. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. So, what was it like building up from that first store into now moving downtown and moving into Cleveland? Downtown's awesome. That's like mm. the culmination. <laughs> of... I'm so happy you're a block away and open <laughs> till nine. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Most places we got to build at a... seven. I know. Yeah, horse it's so crap. disappointing. Somebody's. We gotta get in there. We just gotta like build that traffic flow. But we're definitely not done with downtown. Not until we get the farm done. Um, yeah, which was like a major inspiration for us to to go down there and for us to do that. So, so for folks who have no idea what you mean by the farm, what do you mean by the farm? So, um, we do buy a lot of local produce. But being in Ohio, there's uh, and you know we use a, we're a very heavy vegetable focused restaurant. If you haven't been to our place, that's kind of where the word balance comes from is rebalancing the standard American diet to more of an Asian diet that's more based upon produce instead of on proteins and starches. So, um, you know, you just have a tough time getting local good produce in Ohio. I mean, it's just the well, Especially in the middle so, of winter, right? In the middle of the winter, <laughs> exactly. And then also like Asian sort of vegetables that aren't exactly common for yeah, around then, here and you things know, like CJ that. wants like different types of herbs or different types of peppers and stuff like that. So right. we were working with one of our suppliers, um, was called great greens and he's based in, uh, uptown Toledo. He grows microgreens. And a couple of years ago we were talking about some of the efficiencies that we would get if we were able to work together because our systems, our operating systems are really tight. Um, our training systems are, are tight. And so we, um, could apply that backwards and, in turn, he was playing around for about a year now with mm -hmm. R&D on peppers, on basically four different types of vegetables. And so we teamed up and um, we're scaling the aquaponics farming operation now. It's going to be 8,600 square feet, 6,000 gallons of fish. Jeez. Wow, um, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. So That's awesome. So where's that at? It's right next to where our restaurant's going to go. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? The awesome. downtown one, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so you guys have spot. you guys have that almost that whole building then. Yeah, we started with the whole building and worked out awesome from that and brought some. Pieces. I love the sign. I love how giant the sign <laughs> is. I love how there's some tables and chairs on a sidewalk to eat. Yeah, that's that nice. Is actually my favorite part of downtown yeah. is mm -hmm. just driving by and seeing people sit on yes. that patio yeah, after of, years. Because my, too. you know, I would grow up and like the only thing I knew about that area of downtown besides that was on my way to get to my dad's office was. ICP concerts and 
crazy wild stuff he was in Promenade into Park. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, down with the clown. Definitely not. Uh, but um, just driving down that street and seeing that building dead for years yeah. and yeah. seeing people like sit out and that front, whole area really be has been revitalized. So Ben Olin, so. he's a fitness dude. He's going to have a CrossFit gym on that front side and he's going to be doing nice. like workouts on that patio. So that like, nice. we're just, we're just one end of it. So did you um, say you're going to have fish in aquaponics? Farm? Yeah. Is aquaponics it? is like hydroponics. Yeah. So, um, I'll throw a few terms at you. Yeah, sure. Each one's kind of individual and they all come together to define what we're doing. But we'll quiz you. So does that mean okay. we have fish tacos on the horizon? That's kind no, of where it's going. Definitely no fish. Um, oh. We would do separate. Um, so the fish that are grown are there to create ammonia for the nitrogen cycle ah, to okay. then feed the plants and then the plants filter the water for the fish. Amazing. So we're using controlled environment agriculture. That's one of the reasons that site is awesome because we're basically in like a concrete bomb shelter sure, is what yeah. that place is mm -hmm. um, and so we're surrounded by concrete surrounded by tempered air so it's actually a really great spot to have low uh, energy consumption to do the farm there growing vertically so you've probably heard of vertical farms taking advantage of that height being on the first floor there we have like 24 foot ceilings so we can get a lot of height out of it um, and then it's the same type of grow systems that you would use in hydroponics but hydroponics brings in water you filter water if you want one part of water, it actually costs you four parts because you're filtering it and you have waste. Hmm. And then you add either artificial or natural fertilizers to it, flush it through the plants, and then dump it down the sewer system. So it's really not any better than right. Um, like just, it just grows faster is the only thing it does, right? It just pushes controlled lots of nutrients. Correct. Yeah. yeah, you can adjust the amount of nutrients, which we can also do. You can adjust light spectrum, which we can also do, and photo period, which we can also do, and amazing everything like that except we just don't waste any water the right. only water that we lose is through evaporation and so will this will this uh produce for all of the restaurants then or just uh, the one downtown? not to our complete capacity i okay. mean we we buy hundreds of thousands of pounds of produce a year right and we can grow a lot but this farm is set up just to grow what's above the soil grade so going back to the original inspiration like we don't want to break any of the ties that we have so yeah. okay cool having those guys grow rooting vegetables so that they can harvest you know, much wider period throughout the year. Hmm. Uh, and then we set up this system to do anything that's above the soil grade. And is this farm just for balance or will it be used for other restaurants? No, we, town? we're definitely going to keep Great Green's existing client list and then continue to grow it. Um, but about 70% of the farm's capacity will be internal to balance, which will then offset about 60% of our produce purchases. So nice. it's it's not... Just like the name balance implies, nothing's a hundred percent. Sure, you know, um, it's, it's not. Cool. It's just not that easy. Yeah. Okay. So is is that when's that going to be up and running? The the farm. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> it's a process. sounds a process. Sounds man. like a lot yeah. is involved in something like that. And the yeah, building was like, you had to rip it out to start up. Yeah, there wasn't much to rip out. I mean, it was literally right. concrete. So we had to bring in water, gas, electric to the building. Nothing existed. And then we had to do structural reinforcements. We had to enclose it. So now that we did the restaurant, that set it up for success. Um, and then the second part of the entire place is being built out. So that includes the bank and the gym that I talked about earlier and all that stuff. And then along with our farm, um, then there's a coffee shop going in there. So Very cool. really, we spearheaded it. And then yeah. Well, as somebody who works downtown not far from there, it's great. It's a coffee sure. shop going in yeah. there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good coffee. 
really good coffee. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think we may know that guy. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. actually really good coffee. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, actually is. Huh. What up, Lance? <laughs> uh, so you're moving to Cleveland soon. Is that right? Yeah. I've already been there. I just came back this morning. I met the podcast. business, not you guys. Oh, yeah. You're sorry. here. You can't leave. He's, he's I'm, leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, I'll be back. He'll yeah. be back and forth. Whenever you guys miss me. I have a tear yeah. in my eye. Yeah. Oh. I came back just for this podcast. Because <laughs> we're, we're, wow, I feel very, yeah, I'm going so right back after this. So I know you guys j- just opening a new spot, so probably very busy with that. But do you have plans in the future for franchising or expanding nationwide? Any type of that stuff has ever been discussed? or So we're following this path to figure out if we can get the concept there. So sure. in that path, there is, so this ties back into the first part of the conversation, which was, the mommy location was built and that was to flesh out what the brand and the atmosphere should feel like and then what the menu should be. And then Sylvania was our first production kitchen, which we still didn't have any money. So we were bootstrapping it. So that one took like, that was under construction consistently for like 18 months. And then that's where we <laughs> built, um, which in our industry, I'm going to start dropping some very businessy terms. Yeah, sorry, right. Bob, you better have note cards. Yeah, our unit level <laughs> economics. So we want to get Whoa. the, um, you know, the store to turn numbers. And then we had to duplicate that. So that's what Perrysburg's purpose was, was to duplicate the success that we had at Sylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, downtown Toledo is like, what you would call like a flagship or like a just like a expression of of our mission more than it is something that is you know really core to the growth strategy of the business sure um, and then Cleveland is the next step so if we can build multiple locations in Toledo that are high performing then and if we can do the same thing in a second market right then we could be on the path to national expansion and then the next stage after that would be saturation so we want to see how many stores we can get into a market to see when it becomes saturated and then after that a long time after that comes regional taste preferences before you're a national concept so it doesn't right. work that's when the, the dorito locos uh yeah. balanced tacos <laughs> exactly. come <into> play. <laughs> hopefully never that bad <laughs> that's awesome and well it sounds like you guys you know like you said you're using like data for everything and and have you know sort of a, a plan which is awesome you also have a phone app that i recently downloaded oh yeah yeah what was the process for that was that tricky to do or that was uh that was like building a store yeah that's that's what that was like. That was like a store for us, um, as was like our logistics system. Uh, but the app in particular, we had an app since 2011 through this third-party platform called Chow Now. And um, ah, yes. the issues with that was it didn't directly integrate. So we got to kind of this crest point where people couldn't place enough orders fast enough because essentially what you would be doing is you'd be ordering through your phone and then it would show up on another tablet and then we're transcribing it into our point of sale system leads to a lot of mistakes, you know, Um, rather than going directly to POS. Correct. Yeah. 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 So we wanted an app that would do direct POS integration. We wanted something that would help us um, really track. This is going to sound really creepy, but track (laughs) a lot of customer preference data. Sure. Yeah. Super valuable. um, And, helps us with way more than just engineering the menu, but actually engineering the space, how we utilize the space, where do people travel inside of the store, how can we make the layouts more efficient for the customers. So it's always about improvement, continuous improvement. But and I get reward points. And the, and the points, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bringing our, our customer base in tighter. Um, and we didn't never really like did any discounts or coupons or yeah. anything like that. So um, 
just giving something back. It's a cool thing. Awesome. Well, now it's time to have a little fun. <laughs> We've been having fun. We've For been... us, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the Toledo Matters trivia segment. Oh, no. <laughs> You'll do fine. Uh, these are pretty easy. So the way it works, you get three questions and a bonus. Answer three of them right. You will get to take home some actual coffee. Hey. We have two magical blends today, the Ethiopia Sedama Arti and Project Espresso. Yes. And whether or not you get three right, you're taking home these Toledo Matters coffee mugs. Ooh. Oh, yeah, this Ooh. is cool. Thank you, nice logo. Thank Thanks, Jacob awesome. Parr. Hooked it up. Yeah, very nice. All right, you ready to get started? Sure. Too bad. Question number one. These are all about downtown businesses since you're Uh-oh. just moving downtown. Question one. Uh, what company was one Seagate, the tallest building in Toledo, originally constructed to house? Did you say the tallest building? Yeah, yeah one Seagate. The big blue the one. The big blue one. You know this guy? I have no idea. Oh, man. This is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, you'll get better. Isn't that like Fifth Third May right now? That, that's, that's what the logo is right now up there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Owens, Illinois. Oh, really? Oh, yep. Yeah. I didn't yep. know. I, I, I was lost on that one, too. Not they were now. in the PNC building, if you know, which is yeah, near yeah. your store. Yeah. And then they built that one, and then they built their place out in Perrysburg. Uh, that's that awesome. There. Their campus in Perrysburg is dope. Yeah, it's like it Google. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question number two. The second tallest building in Toledo, the Tower on the Maumee, was originally housed for what corporate headquarters? Oh, that was Owens Corner. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that one. <laughs> There you go. I figured you might. Is that the second tallest? It yep. is. So what happened all... is they built theirs first, and then OI built theirs 11 feet taller than OC's. Just yeah. as a big. Yep. <laughs> yeah. that, that 11 feet was probably like a, a radio tower on the top of the building or something. Uh, no, actually, uh, the... The fiberglass tower, Tower on the Mummy, has taller radio towers. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually the, the roof. Oh, the roof yeah. itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. the parapet. That's why it looks yep. taller. Yeah. All right, question number three. Uh, January 14th, 1875, this Toledo institution first opened its doors in the basement of the half-finished Unitarian Church on Adams and 10th. Toledo institution. Big, well-known, huge. You guys may have been there, gone there. I have no clue. Toledo Institution, huh? Opened in, opened where? 1875. Uh, Adams and 10th in a church. 1875. Guy named Um, Jessup Stott opened it up. You ever heard of him? These are some, these are some rough ones. Isn't that the University of Toledo? Yes, there you go. Okay, give it to him. I think you're a little early on the buzzer there. We'll give him that one. (laughs) Uh, And the bonus, this Toledo cultural giant first opened their doors in the Gardner building about a block away from where you guys are in 1901. Cultural giant. Cultural giant. Taco Bell. Fuck. Sounds good right now. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. We always do this one. Yeah. Sometimes. Give, give me some other hints. Other um, hints. They have a glass pavilion. Oh, come on. Oh, it's a Toledo Museum of Art. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> give me that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, guys. Congratulations. Thank Thanks for Thank playing. Thank you for along. playing. Yes. So another thing we like to do with all of our guests is we, we like to ask if you have any hidden gems in Toledo that you'd like to share with our I listeners. would like to note that on our first episode, Balance was my hidden gem. That's really? Oh, you did say that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. You listened to episode I, zero. That's I, what I, I heard um, Molly Reams Thompson. She shared yep. us out too. And yeah, I think, I think we've had Balance as a couple and I think times the coop. been a hidden gem. Yep. Oh, the yeah. Coop. 
Yeah. So, so it could be a restaurant. It could be a park. It could be. I got, I got some stuff. I came oh, prepared yeah. for this. Uh, one. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't. So, um, <laughs> restaurant-wise, there's a few places that are grocery stores, and then also like ethnic yeah, sure. cuisine oh. that are combined. Yeah. Uh, there's a Korean one over at Five Points on the north side. There's a Thai one over at Two Eighty, and Woodville. That's really bomb. Um, and then obviously like San Marcos, everybody's there. Oh, yeah. There's so many. So San Marcos many has been hidden gem more than once for sure. Too many. La Michicana down the street from San oh, Marcos is actually tacos. where I eat. Yeah. That's actually where I go. I, I yeah. get the burrilla there, which is bomb. The I goat actually soup. get the torta out there a lot. Oh, it's yeah. It's humongous. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really for good. sure. Yeah. I've never been there. I'm going to have to check it's, that one they out. They don't have it's, a liquor license, but So those are real good. good. There used to be a sushi place down on Central Avenue way out in Sylvania called Taruman. Oh, Taruman. Well, she closed it down there. I know. Such a good Everything was fresh. And was so, so affordable nice. too, and I so never, fast. I never there. What, what, was that recently, or was that a while ago? Yeah, she closed it down. It's been a f- few months now. Okay, yeah, I, I never Did there. she close down because she had really good, affordable sushi? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So it's all the Koreans nice. know each other, and she was Korean, so she knew my mom, yeah. and um, yeah, she wanted to sell it for a while, and then she was like actually operating that for her sister. Yeah, and then she just. Like Hands water. down, the place that takes the most of our money has got to be Bangkok Kitchen. Bangkok Kitchen in oh, Miami, yeah. for sure. Oh, Every yeah. week. You know? yeah, we've <laughs> tried there. many, many Thai places. And even one in Cleveland, I tried it because it was they were talking so good about it. And then I was like, dude, nothing, nothing close to Bangkok. To Bangkok. I've had Thai Kitchen, places so, yeah, all huge over the shout, world. Shout out for them, for sure. Yeah, I, think, I think we've then, definitely given them some love on the oh, show. Yes. For sure. Irwin Metro Park. I don't know Irwin. if you guys know. Where's Irwin Metro Yeah, that's where I proposed to my wife. Very cool. Was brought up over here. Where's that one at? It is way out. It's kind of, it's like if you drive through Secor and then you end up on Bancroft and Uh you kind of go across the street, there's a little parking lot there. And this thing is like a boardwalk through the swamp. Oh, very cool. It's a state park. Mm. Not a metro park. Ah, uh, yeah, I oh, failed. Very Sorry, clarification. Irwin, I just call it Irwin. But <laughs> that's uh, cool. Yeah, that's my spot. That's a new one. Yeah, I thought I people like named hideaway. every metro park in existence on this show, but uh, yeah. yeah, the state park. The park system cool. here is it's Amazing. awesome. It's yeah. huge. It's, that's what's great about Toledo. There's so many great things about. Toledo, yeah, we have one sure. of the best park systems in the country, probably. Yeah. So is that your list? Very good list. I, get, I mean, this is not a hidden gem, but Kango. Yeah. Oh, mean, Kango. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> not a hidden gem, but I, I'm just mentioning the places that I love. You know, no, yeah. Kango. CJ's awesome. going to start I mean, shouting out all his friends, right, including you know? Aaron Lawson. Yeah, I not a hidden gem, but they, they, they got a going down great the list. menu. Yeah, they do. Their day of discovery they yesterday really was well, pretty hot. You know? Yeah. They became a regular bubble tea customers, too. So, God, I'm so hungry now. Aaron, if you want to ever... Get change, you know, gift cards. I <laughs> more than down to do that. I'm so cheap. Such a cheap agent. The only way this transaction uh, occurs is if we get to play the middleman. No, yeah. no, no. Keep that 10% processing yeah. fee. There you go. That's where you can't lose. For sure. Well, thank you guys. Any other hidden gems? Or we hit them all? We're good. More hidden gems. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, if anybody wants to find out about balance or your locations, where do they go? To our website. Cool. At the end. Yes. Nice. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. And uh, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Best of luck in your continued success. Thank you. All right. Well, everyone, definitely go check out Balance. It's really good. Thank you for joining us on the 49th episode of the Toledo Matters podcast. Danny, take us out. Bang, bang, shot. 
For more information on PK and CJ and Balanced Grill, visit balancedgrill.com. Or for info on Balanced Farm, visit balancedfarm.com. Or just stop into one of their restaurants all around town. The Toledo Matters podcast is always recorded out of the magnificent recording studios of Waveflow Media. For your audio engineering and recording studio needs, check out waveflowmedia.com. A huge thank you to the Toledo Matters Trivia Prize sponsor, Actual Coffee. For the finest in actual coffee, freshly roasted, visit actualcoffee.com. Another thank you to our fabulous designer, our logo. Much of the branding package you see was created by Jacob Parr. For more of his incredible work, please visit jacobparr.design. Additional social media support for the Toledo Matters podcast comes via Peacock Social. Check out PeacockSocial.com. And you can always get more information about this show and a map of the hidden gems that our guests have mentioned at ToledoMatters.com. And thank you, Toledo, for tuning in and making Toledo matter. Until next time, we wish you well.